months ago, I went for breakfast uh, with an elderly couple, not from our parish, down to Liberty, and we were having breakfast, and the topic of conversation was that uh, the gentleman was diagnosed with cancer and was about to enter into treatment. So he said, make sure you pray for me. And I said, yes, I will pray for you. I will pray that you will not lose yourself during what is to come, that he will not lose a sense of his belovedness, that he will not lose a sense of who he is, that he won't go into the darkness, the deepest, darkest place for any human person who undergoes uh, suffering, where they feel abandoned, where they feel unloved, unforgiven, rejected, and the most difficult of all is moral aloneness, that they completely feel totally lonely. And one of the loneliest places for us as human beings is on our deathbed. So that is something that I prayed for for him. It is interesting that about two weeks ago, um, I had COVID, I wasn't out and about, so uh, I got a phone call and let me know that he wasn't doing so well. So I called him and I said, I'm sorry, I can't come to be by your side because I have COVID and I don't want other people getting sick. And uh, he says, no, it's just enough that you called. That's all I needed to know because that moral aloneness was probably haunting him, being very, very sick and alone. And it was that, 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 that my call helped him in some way. And I think that's the last time I'll ever speak to him. So suffering and pain and the darkness that come into our lives is the essence of what the gospel is about today. Jesus has been out and about healing people. He's been acclaimed by everyone. He has just um, performed a wonderful miracle, feeding people in the wilderness. People want to take him away as the Messiah. Then he goes away and he says, I'm going to suffer and die. He took his disciples away and said, I'm going to suffer and die. And that is why he takes them up the mountain, the three of them, because he knows that he's going to go into a very dark place. He's going to go into the place, the worst place for any human being. That is what the end of his journey is going to be. And this is God's way of giving him some affirmation and reminding him that no matter what he goes through, he is still, you are still my beloved child. And that is something that we all have to be aware of in our lives. There's a couple of points I want to raise with you. I'm going to just, the first one is that when we journey through life, everybody suffers. Suffering is part of our lives. That means frustration, disappointment, misfortune, illness, sadness, death, all are inevitable. Everybody is going to suffer. Everybody is suffering. Everybody suffering is as much part of your life as breathing in and breathing out. And difficulty and misfortune as well. 
So what we have to do is to try and accept this. Because if we don't accept that suffering is part of our lives, we will end up with bitterness and anger and resentment. And the question is, how do we want to die? Do we want to die at peace? At the end of our life, do we want to die full of resentment and bitterness and anger? And this is not what Jesus wants for us. Not at all. That is why he died himself. To show us that there is a different way to die. There is a different way to journey through all of these. So taking up our cross and following Jesus and walking in his footsteps in our suffering, in, in our trials, means that we cannot let our suffering cause bitterness in those around us. We can't be always angry, complaining, bitter, that my cross is heavier than your cross, that my suffering is more than your suffering, that my past was horrible compared to yours. We can't get into that story. That is a mystery that only God can answer when you see him face to face. It's our nature to make other people suffer when we are suffering. But we need to find healthy ways to deal with our pain without complaining or getting absorbed in self-pity. These are, this is heavy stuff. I know I'm glad the kids are gone at this stage. <laughs> but it's an, important, it's an important thing because a lot of people are suffering. So it is important. The third thing is walking in the footsteps of Jesus as he carries his cross means that we must accept other deaths before we have our own physical death. We have to let part of us die. So there is a time in everybody's life when very simply they're left with a choice. They have to forgive the past. Sometimes our past is not very perfect. Sometimes it's very painful. Sometimes it's very difficult. But there's a time in our lives we have to make a choice. Am I going to be defined by this for the rest of my life? Or am I simply going to forgive it? We have to give up the hope of a better past in our lives. And just come to peace with it and say it was what it was. And now we must embrace something new that comes from forgiving the past comes into our lives. The next one is we have to realize, and uh, the spiritual writer put it in this way, we have to realize that each one of us is an unfinished symphony. We are never complete in this life. The mystic said that, that when our soul entered into this world, the last thing God did was he kissed the soul and put it in to our, into us as we entered into this life. And then we go through life comparing everything to that and looking for that in everything. But we will never find completion until we meet God again face to face and God kisses our soul once again. So if we are, we are unfinished symphonies. We, we, we are never going to be complete in this life. We're never going to be totally satisfied, totally fulfilled. It is only God that can fulfill us. My heart is restless until it rests in you. And that is what we have to remember. And then we have to constantly remember that 
life and love are always stronger than sickness and death. They wanted to know what rising from the dead means. That no matter what difficulty or trials we go through in life, God, who brings about the resurrection, is always trying to resurrect hope in us. He's always trying to show us that no matter what our trials and difficulties, God always brings good out of every bad situation. That God always wants to resurrect us from what we are going through. So suffering and difficulties can bring us into a very dark place. That is what, when Jesus died on the cross, he died there because he knew we all suffer. And he had to touch our suffering and our darkness to know, for us to know, that it is possible to hold on to love. It is possible to hold on to forgiveness. It is possible to hold on to kindness. It is possible to hold on to the love of other people. To not to reject the lie that we are alone, that we are abandoned, that we're being punished. And that is what Jesus did. He held on to these, to his last breath. And, and that is what he wants us to know, that he doesn't abandon us. We have somebody whom we can identify with. One who went through horrible suffering. The most, and he entered into the darkest place that human beings will ever touch. To know that he is there before us. And he will be there with us as we go through our sufferings as well. So what Jesus wants us to know in the gospel of today and what God wants us to know, no matter what we encounter in life, the word of, Je the word of God to Jesus is, you are my beloved child, in you I am well pleased. And that is important that we remember this. And when we look at the cross, we remember this as well. And when we carry our own crosses, that we are still God's beloved child in whom God is well pleased. So the gospel of today is one in which Jesus needed affirmation. Jesus needed help and Jesus needed support. And we need help and support and encouragement as we journey through this life as well. So if you are going through a difficult time, it is very important that you don't walk that path alone. That you turn to somebody and say, this is not easy. I'm going through a difficult time. And likewise, if you see somebody who is going through a difficult time, or struggling, or suffering, how important it is that you will be the voice of God to them in saying, you are my beloved child, in you I am well pleased.